So, what makes effective leadership? Shall we uh, dive straight into it today? Let's do it. Let's do it, he says. Okay, so. Effective leaders need to be able to take criticism, receive criticism, and when someone steps up to the plate that is arguably better qualified, how do you respond to that if you appear to be standing in someone else's shadow? I pass the mic over to you. Hmm. That's a really good question. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? My thoughts on it are, simply, if someone is objectively better at leading, but they may not be able to, you know, effectively, oh, that's the right word, uh, effectively get their point across in the first or two conversations, that does not make either party a poor leader. Now, what makes people poor, le poor leaders is their response mm. and how much abuse they use to obtain their end goal. Right. What I witnessed and had to deal with was abuse because I was past the star in this game and we thought the person that had, you know, we thought the person had left he came back and then he demanded his he demanded his leadership back. What happens when a leader leaves and then demands demands it back? Uh, you are really bringing up some thought-provoking topics here because I honestly don't know. Okay. So give your thoughts and then I'll give my thoughts. Okay. My thoughts are you have to work with the hand you have been dealt. Right. And if that hand is that you have to sit patiently and listen to what people have to say, you know what? Do it. Don't threaten. Don't extort. Don't blackmail. Don't be a relative. Don't be a ungrateful, petulant child about mm -hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Because that's what I saw. Pure petulance. Right. And specifically with SKL, right? Yes. Yeah. Specifically I mean, with it, I mean, yes, uh, they have lost their top leaders, their top management, because petty petulant underlings go, I have more power than you. Listen to me unequivocally. Well, you don't have more power than me. That's cute. And... I am, by your admission of this, quite frankly, you're acting like a whiny child. I have more power because I have more people than you. I am better equipped. I have more knowledge of the game. I have more knowledge of this. I have done more than you in many aspects of the world. So sit down, kid, hold my beer, and I'll show you how it's done. What do you think makes for a good leader? So you, you've mentioned some of the qualities of a poor leader. Yes. What are some examples of the qualities of a good leader? A quality leader listens to what they're, listens to what other people have to say. A quality leader takes other people's input into, into account regardless of position. I, see, I saw a TikTok the other day about 
a hiring manager talking to the janitor of a uh, business. Uh, the whole skit was a person comes in, janitor is doing his job, person looking for the interview, person looking for the interview came through and was cruel and abusive towards the janitor. Mm. And then the owner came down, pulled the janitor aside, and asked the janitor, what do you think about this guy? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so, an effective leader can hold an effective... So, to be effective, what I'm trying to say, what I am saying and trying to say... To be effective in these sorts of scenarios is to, one, not lose your temper. Two, if you're new to something, well, show professionality. Or, three, the person that is being the aggressor, show them the stakes that they are currently, show them the fire they are currently playing with. Such exactly. as me. We have an ungodly amount of followers and fans. Our plan is to use Planetside for charity events and charity drives. Now, I'm going through and I'm seeing who do I want to ally with for these charity events and charity drives. And SKL is batting very, very low on that list due to their actions that they have proceeded with. Absolutely. I will not include them in my future plans. I, show no, I have no reason to include them at this point, and if their management continues the way that it's going, well, there won't be an SKL left. Absolutely. They're destroying themselves, and they deserve it. Yes. I am simply trying to have fun trying to play a game, trying to get 40 people and orchestrate all 40 people into different, zone, uh, different zones of a conflict, I managed to take a disorganized group and turn around and turn it, in, turn it into an organized, unstoppable machine in three minutes flat. And then the old leader came back and said, you're not welcome here. You're not welcome because you're disrespectful to me. I should have just kicked him from the party before he came back, to be honest. Next time. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. So. More questions? How did you feel talking to the uh, people that we talked to yesterday? Um, we talked to, um, what was her name, Rachel, who we yep. recorded on the podcast. Yep. I posted that, um, I posted that recording just before we started this recording, so... Uh, if people are listening to it in sequence, they will have uh, they will have just heard that. Yes. Well, how do I feel about Rachel? Rachel is a fantastic person. Next question. Absolutely. No, I, I'm speaking more about what she said of talking about how, to her, income inequality is the biggest issue. Yes, income inequality is a big issue, and here's why: people don't know what they're worth. Absolutely. People do not demand better. From those above them. Absolutely. They do not demand better, uh, better 
econo uh, economics, they don't demand better benefits. People walk around and they go, oh, I'm going to follow that sheep-like herd. And then I'm going to listen to this one guy. And that one guy is so smart that I'm going to follow him to the ends of the earth. Meanwhile, the ends of the earth is a, is a cliff. Yep. Demand more and people will demand more, grow a backbone, and do not accept uh, do not accept anything less. Yes, absolutely. So what if you lose a job? Okay. If you're demanding more and you lose a job over it, that's called retaliation. Absolutely. That is illegal. And you can take them to court over it. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. There are mechanisms in place in the workplace to demand more legally. Right. Well, and what, what people don't understand is that they don't know... I, I, actually, I really like the way you put it. They don't know how much that they're worth. Correct. Because here's the thing. Why, I ask you... Yep. Why would someone work 80 hours a week, or let's say 40 hours a week, somebody who's not working a crazy amount, why would someone work 40 hours a week... And then, at the end of five years, they have more debt than they started with. Exactly. Like, if that is the case, either you need to be better at budgeting, mm -hmm. or you're not getting paid enough. Correct. Well, demand more from people. And yes, that will split hairs. You know what? That will make people mad at you. Mm -hmm. You know what? That's okay. Right. It's okay for people to be mad at you in this world. Mm -hmm. If they're not mad at you, then you're not trying hard enough. You're not doing enough. If the devil isn't trying to throw every roadblock there is in known existence at you, absolutely, you are not progressing forward. You are not moving forward in this world. Right. You're not trying anything new. You're not getting the sand kicked in your face. Mm-hmm. You're not experiencing new things. You're not trying new things. I pass the mic back to you. Hmm. Well, people are afraid of change. Uh-huh. And they are afraid of risk. But here's the thing. You can't avoid risk completely. No. It's called risk management for a reason, especially with stock market, especially with the stock market, crypto, NFT trading. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, taking a picture of your socks and trying to sell them online because they're magic socks that are cursed by Satan or something. You know, everything has quantifiable risk behind it. Right. Now, here's a question, because I, I have a brain that works different from the average person. Yep. And uh, despite the fact that you do as well, your brain, in terms of risk management, works more similarly to the average person than mine. Yes. Uh, so here's my question. Okay. Why is it that someone like yourself, yeah. or uh, many people that I've met, have um, worked at jobs where they were not getting ahead for many, many years at a time? Well, why do people work at jobs where they're not getting ahead for many, many years? At the end of the day, 
Rich Dad Poor Dad put this best. Poor Dad worked at a job because he had to feed his kids. Rich Dad worked at a job and became rich because he had kids. Mm-hmm. If you have kids, I'm sorry, you're no longer in the category of, oh, I need to survive day to day. It's the category of, I have a partner, I have myself, I have the kids. Right. The kids are effectively unhelpful until the age of about seven or eight. At the (laughs) age of seven or eight, you can actually have them, you, you can utilize them in effective ways to teach them life goals, life skills, life management a little bit. Again, you're not going to get it right the first time. Right. This is why people had so many kids back in the day when they had big farms. Exactly. <laughs> this is how they survived the 1800s, the 1900s, the 1700s, 1600s, 1400s, 1300s. We are in a very unique position in life where people can become whiny, petulant, children, and still manage to survive. Absolutely. We are in a very unique scenario in this world, unlike the rest of the world, where being able to be whiny and childish is somehow rewarded. A hundred years ago, whiny, whiny, whiny and childish got you, quite frankly, smacked around. Quite frankly, got you, well... Put it. Uh, there is no other way to put it. Punished for your whining and childishness, right. because it, it was detrimental, if not fatal, to the surrounding community. Absolutely, the stakes were that high that children could be potentially become a liability and not an asset. Right. Hmm. Okay, pass the mic back to you. More questions. Hmm. Well, what is, in your opinion, yeah, if if somebody who's listening feels like they're not progressing in their life, okay, okay, they feel like because something like ninety five percent of the young people that I talk to feel this way. Yes, people under the age of let's say thirty five. Okay, about ninety five percent of people feel like, you know, why am I even going into work? Because, you know, I work at a... Like, I have a friend who works at um, a, a chicken restaurant up in uh, up in Indy. Yep. Uh, the uh, the Culver's. The, the yeah, Culver's yeah, yeah. restaurant. Yeah. Maybe it's... Well, whatever. The point is, uh, the Culver's up in Indy is where he works. And, um... He, like, they made him work during COVID. Okay. And they made him. Can you need help? Uh, yes. Uh, let's see. I want to pause it. Pause it. So you press the X button. 